Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad that you're back with me today. This is day three of my interview with Paul Hastings, and it's been such a fun week just talking about testimonies and what God is doing through the lives of his people. Before we get back into this conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Um, okay. Paul, this is really fun. We, we, I don't know that we've ever done this actually on the podcast, but we're going to play a clip and I would love for you to set this up for us a little bit. Um, this one, I, I've listened to this podcast. Actually, I've listened to this episode twice because I knew we were going to play the clip and I had heard it once. Um, it was several months ago and I thought I need to listen to this one again. And it's called Forgiving My Kidnappers and Gracia Burnham is your guest on this podcast. And it's so powerful. This is an episode from the Compelled Podcast. So set this up for us real quick, and then we're going to play this short clip. Sure. So Gracia was a homeschool mother. She was a missionary in the Philippines. And sometime back in 2000, around the year 2000, 2001, uh, her husband, who was a missionary pilot, came back from a trip and uh, they decided to go take a little time to get away, uh, just like to celebrate their anniversary. And so they went to a little resort there in the Philippines. And one night, I think it was their first night at the resort, uh, suddenly armed gunmen burst into the room uh, and kidnapped her and her husband and about 20 other folks at the resort. And they pulled them out. And it turns out that these were jihadis, uh, part of a movement, and that they were uh, in the process of kidnapping a whole bunch of folks. And so this clip that you're going to hear, this is, we kind of pick up the story where uh, they just get off of, off of a boat. And uh, you'll hear a little snippet here. After the initial shock of the kidnapping had worn off, Gracia and Martin had a chance to remind themselves that God was still at hand. Well, at first, um, we we were sure that um, God knew where we were. Um, there on the boat, um, the fishing vessel was kind of like this ecumenical service, right? Because as the sun was setting, the Abu Sayyaf started there bowing down, praying towards Mecca. The Catholics started in on their rosary. The, um, you know, the Protestants said, you know, Martin, would you lead us in prayer? And um, Martin's prayer was so sweet. Um, you know, God, you know where we are. This hasn't taken you by surprise. Um, give us peace in our hearts. Give us grace to endure. Be with our families who are going to go through this trial, you know, just so calm and cool. And that's how he always was. And everybody realized that Martin knew how to pray and he became the, <laughs> he became the chaplain. After several days at sea, the Abu Sayyaf had arrived at their destination. One night we got close to land and we were just going up and down the shore and um, nothing. Then we went back out into the you know, the main waters. And then the next night we did the very same thing. And on the shore, there was some lamps, some lights. Oh, that was the signal they mm. were waiting for, that their companions were there on the shore. So they pulled in as close as they could and we just got off into chest high water and waded to the beach and um, started hiking in the dark. Uh, yeah, it was dark, of course. Um, they did all that at night. And we were hiking in the dark, and Martin had lost his flip-flops, of course. Um, so he was hiking barefoot. 
Um, I soon learned that hiking at night in flip-flops is not a good idea because you're going uphill and downhill and you're wet and you're dripping into your flip-flops and they're, they won't stay on your feet anyway. Yeah. So I ended up holding them and walking barefoot as well. I think everyone ended up walking barefoot except, of course, the Abu Sayyaf. They had boots on. And uh, that first day on land, the military found us. We had our first gun battle. And we had to learn to drop and crawl. Um, when when someone's shooting at you, um, you lay flat on the ground so you'll make the smallest target you can make. And um, the Abu Sayyaf would fire at the military and we would get up and run, you know, or crawl like Marines in training crawling, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when there was a volley of, un- of gunfire our direction, we would drop, crawl if we could, get in a gully. Um, so that was our first experience with the gun battle and it just freaked everybody out. We were running for our lives from the military, got away from the military and ran into a swarm of bees oh. and the bees started attacking us. Oh. So here we were running again from another enemy. <laughs> um, and we thought, oh, this is going to be bad. Uh, and it was. So at first, you know, when you're first going through a trial, maybe your faith is really strong. But reality set in when people started getting ransomed out because they were rich. And then the atrocities started just several days into being on land. Um, they came up with a jeepney. A jeepney is sort of a small Filipino bus with um, seats along the edge. And um, a jeepney pulled up where on the road we were late at night and we were all tied together. (laughs) So um, getting in the jeepney, no problem. We were still all tied together. We just sat there, but there were too many of us to all get on the jeepney, too many hostages, because they needed the guys with the guns. So I noticed that they left three of us um, off to the side. It was the employees of Dos Palmas. We heard later that the three guys who wouldn't fit had been beheaded. They're just in the ditch. And um, one of them, they botched the beheading, or he survived it. Um, and he's still alive today. They um, they found him the next morning, still living in the ditch. And uh, we headed off at breakneck speed on this jeepney, just lurching around. And we suddenly pulled up in in the courtyard of a hospital. It was chaos in there. The the guys were um, taking the butts of their guns and just running them down the the windows breaking every pane, glass everywhere, shouting, yelling, screaming, because the nurses were on duty. You know, imagine just having surgery in a hospital and all of a sudden into your room burst these men with M16s. So screaming, panic, and they put us in a hallway and uh, we were in the hospital for for about a day. I think they thought 
because of the Geneva Convention, we would be safe in a hospital. <laughs> so they got on the phone right away and made a bunch of demands, uh, you know, money and this and that. And the government response was to cut the phone lines and cut the electricity. And that made them really mad. I don't know what they expected. So then the Philippine military, of course, surrounded the place. And uh, there was shooting, shooting, shooting. And um, they began bombing the hospital. Where you guys were. You, the hostages, were were in there. They started bombing it. These A-10s came in, bombing the place. So there'd be a bang and... You know, here'd be this fire. I thought we would die there. I was pretty sure we would. We were just gonna die. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, "This is what you do, step by step." And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents. This is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Paul. Um, man, that is such a powerful story. This whole story is powerful. You guys have got to listen to this through the Compelled Podcast because it's so amazing. It's it's episode 30. Um, and of course, we'll put a link to that in the show notes, but, but go and listen to the story because it's so very powerful. Um, Paul, talk a little bit more about this because I know that there was a whole lot more behind the scenes, you know, story that you got. And, and as I was listening, I was like, ah, I want to know every detail of it, but I love that she was a homeschool mom specifically. I caught that as she was talking about being a homeschool mom and, and how her kids were waiting for them as they were, you know, in yeah. captivity yeah. Um, for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I won't tell all the details. That's why we ended it on yeah. a cliffhanger to kind of get you guys to think about that more. But uh, the, the brief synopsis is that she and her husband were held in the jungles for a year in the jungles and they endured every deprivation and every type of terrible thing that you could possibly imagine. Uh, and at the end of that captivity though, uh, she was eventually rescued and, and th obviously that's how she's able to tell the story today, but she really was confronted with this idea of like, you know, am I going to be angry and resentful towards my kidnappers or can yeah. I possibly forgive them? And of course the answer is no. I can't forgive these guys. Like these guys have destroyed my life. They've done terrible things to me and my family. But Jesus calls us to do something that we can't do in our own strength, right? He calls us to forgive. Yeah. And that was really the crux of the moment for her. She realized, oh my goodness, Jesus is calling me to forgive these guys. And again, you can listen to the whole story to hear everything that happens there. But uh, yeah, really powerful testimony. One of our favorites. And Gracia, you know, she lives here in Florida now. Uh, and her, she, her kids are all grown up. I, I don't know if they're homeschooling their own kids yet or not. I would imagine they probably are though, but yeah, really special story. 
Yeah, that's incredible. It reminds me somewhat of the story of Corey Ten Boom and how, you know, many years later, as she went out and she was speaking um, to people and telling her story, she came face to face with one of the the guards um, that was at the camp that she was at. And he had become a Christian and, and just that transformation of her forgiving him. And, you know, this was, I mean, this is Corey Ten Boom. She was a woman who loved the Lord with everything in her. And she had such a hard time forgiving, but God did something amazing in her. And so that, that's what I love. We, we talked about stories and how we can so relate, you know, as I was listening to this one with Gracia, my story obviously is nowhere near her story. I've never encountered anything like she has, but there were so many parts of her story that I just was like, man, that is such a good reminder for me. And this particular situation that I'm in, or, you know, this particular situation that I've been in, in the past and just remembering God's goodness through all circumstances. And so, man, they are so very powerful. Uh, Let's take a break again. We will be right back and we're going to talk a little bit more about testimonies. And then I want to talk about one more thing before we lose Paul for the rest of the week. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. We are back with Paul. Um, Man, I I, I love stories and I love sharing what the Lord has done. And I want to read another verse to you. This one comes from Matthew 10, 32, and it says this. So everyone who acknowledges me before men I also will acknowledge before my father who is in heaven, but whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my father who is in heaven. And I think it's so important for us to recognize what God is doing, but then to be willing to share those stories as we talked about, no story is too big, no story is too small. We have to be willing to share those with those who are in our lives and even those who the Lord just puts in our life. I mean, it could be somebody at a grocery store, you know, we talked again last week with Ray Comfort and and he gave examples of the times that he goes out and he talks to people on the streets or at a gas station or wherever he is at the beach oftentimes. And God just puts these people in his life that he then shares truth with with, and he acknowledges Jesus in front of these people. And sometimes it's really hard to do that, right? But we have to share the hope that is within us. So, if you could give one last bit of encouragement to our audience, Paul, um, what would you leave us with when it comes to sharing our testimonies? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I would just encourage folks to just be very real and honest as you think about your own story, you know, what God has done in your own life, right? I, I think about, I'm part of a small community group uh, that's at our church. And so we gather together once a week. Uh, and every month, the men of the community group, we get together. And so we just had that last night, actually, there were about nine of us together and we were just sharing about life updates and just sharing what God's doing in our lives. And some of the stuff was big, some of it was small, but it was very powerful because we all know like, Hey, you know, we are in this together, but the Lord has us covered. And it was just really sweet and beautiful. And and I've been part of this community group now for, I think about six years now, maybe seven years and I've grown, grown very close to many of these men because we've just been through a lot together. And like we share the mundane moments of life, 
But that's important to share those mundane moments. So that way, when those crazy moments life arrive, you already have connection and you can relate with someone already and you know what they've already been through and what they think and their mindset yeah. and everything. So I would just encourage folks, like as you're in, as you're thinking about like, hey, I want to share my testimony with somebody else or, hey, just be honest and share share like what's going on. Share the good, the bad, and the ugly and because it's what God's doing. And it just shows that yeah. that we are all in need of the Lord's help. Yeah. Amen. I want to share one last bit of encouragement too. As you were talking about that, I was thinking about the importance of sharing our testimonies with our kids and sharing with our kids what God is doing, even through the struggles, but also through the victories that we have in our lives. I think our, sometimes, I, well, at least I know for myself, um, I have to be really intentional about sharing with my girls because I assume that because I live with them and I'm with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that they always know what the Lord is doing and how he's working. And oftentimes they do because they see his hand at work in our family and in our lives. But a lot of times they don't know the depth of what the Lord is doing. And they don't sometimes know what he's done in the past. And, you know, have you shared your salvation story with your kids? Do they know when and how you got saved and why you decided to, to surrender your life to Christ? Like, why did you make that decision and why should they make that decision? And so just having that open communication with our kids and sharing with them the wonderful works of God, I think is so very powerful because there's no one else we need to be sharing it with more than our own family, right? And especially our own kids. Um, and I think it helps them to get through some of the hard times in life because again, they're going to go through difficult times, but we need to be open with our kids and just sharing of God's goodness um, in our lives. So, so thank you so much for that encouragement, Paul. I want to ask you about one last thing. We have just a few minutes left, and this has nothing really to do with testimonies, but it's part of your testimony and what God is doing through you and in your life. I know that you are part of the Texas Homeschool Coalition, which is the Texas State Homeschool Organization. And we've talked lots about state organizations on this podcast. We've had lots and lots of state leaders on the podcast. And you're, you're a group of people who, whatever state you live in, you've just said, I'm here to help. I'm here to serve the homeschool community in my state. And I would love to know from you, why? Why did you choose to be part of your state homeschool organization? Why do you guys even exist? Yeah, great question. You know, so every state has a homeschool organization, just like you mentioned, right? And so Texas being the largest state, uh, yeah. at least uh, probably of the homeschoolers in, in, in America, uh, there was a significant need. And I think one of the big things is that a lot of us can assume like, oh, you know, homeschooling, that's just free and legal no matter where I live, right? And that's always been the case, right? Well, really, it hasn't actually. Uh, and in fact, uh, about 30 years ago here in Texas, like homeschooling was illegal, or yeah. I should say it was being challenged, right? Because it's never been illegal, but although certain school districts thought it was illegal. And so that's really important. That's where state orgs played such an important role about 20, 30 years ago. In each of the different states, there was a legal battle that was going on for the ability to homeschool and choose and direct and the, the direction of your own children uh, mm -hmm. and how they could be educated. And so that's why I, I'm part of the state homeschool organization now, just because we believe that the mission that we have, even though now we're in like, you know, we've won, right? The victory's there, but there are always challenges that are being confronted whether it's like yeah. understanding the newest way to like homeschool and how that, you know, what, what that might mean to encourage folks today. Um, the COVID era, you know, that we just came off a couple of years ago, that was an extraordinary opportunity for us to welcome swaths of people coming out of the public school system who are looking for alternatives to what they've been doing. 
and we could finally say, hey, by the way, you know, not only can you like school at home and like, you know, escape the COVID craziness, but also this is a battle for your children, children's soul and that we can help mm -hmm. you with that as well. So uh, that's one of the reasons yeah. that we're engaged here. Yeah, I love it. If you guys live in Texas, be sure to check out the Texas Homeschool Coalition. If you don't live in Texas, we'll put a link in the show notes. Go to homeschoolfreedom.com and you can find your own state organization and get involved in any way you can. Sometimes that means just praying for them and sending them an email and saying, how can we pray for you? Sometimes it means actually getting your feet in the door and saying, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help with whatever gifts God has given you. Um, to be able to to help with your own state organization. So connect with them, let them know that you care and that it matters what they're doing because they really are there to protect your freedoms and to help you on this journey of home education and family discipleship. So Paul, thank you again so much for being with me this week. It has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so thankful for your testimony. Tell your mom and dad, thank you for their testimony and for what they have done um, and, and just leading you to Christ so that you can then go and lead others and share great testimonies as well. So we really appreciate it. We will put all things Paul Hastings in the show notes so you guys can find him and definitely, definitely check out the Compelled Podcast. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here next week. Bye. Bye.